Welcome to League Talk, the official podcast of the league. You know who I am. You know who my guest is. We're talking everything that's happened since the last time you heard from us. So sit back, relax, crack a beer. It's League Talk. All right. Week three is in the books. Week four is kicking off in about 24 hours. We got a lot to talk between now and then. Joined by someone who kind of stirred the pot this week. We won't name names, but he directly named names in his blog post, in his shit post. Max, welcome to the program. Good to have you back. Always a pleasure to be on the pod. Well, thank you. I think we'll start right there. Um, Well, we'll start with your team. Yes. But I want to talk without without getting too much into what happened this week, because we'll talk about it. Obviously, you had a tough one. You're 0-3. Things are bad in Huntsville. And then you decided to uh, post something to the Must Be Sunday website. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it yet, check out mustbesunday.com. Like and subscribe. Uh, but what, 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 what's going through your mind? What happened? And why did you feel it necessary to basically do what you did? Well, okay. At the time of the post, the scores from week three had just become official. So I was officially 0-3, which is not a good place to be. Statistics will tell you that is a bad place to be, historically speaking. So I was feeling a little bit upset. Obviously, I was pretty cocky on draft day, feeling really good about my team. And, you know, uh, first two weeks just got absolutely boned by people having really good weeks themselves. And so here we sit now in week four, one of the league's highest scoring teams, not one win to show for it. So I figured, you know, let's just dive into the numbers. I'm not a numbers guy, but some numbers are easy to interpret. So I just I let them breathe for themselves. I might have pointed out some things here and there. Um, I did name a couple names. Uh, one name was not used. If you pay attention, there was a name I didn't mention. Um, but I did mention Ryan by name, uh, who I'm playing this week. And, of course, I mentioned Brendan Beans. Uh, because, you know, he does uh, does have a win. He did beat me in the battle of the winless teams. Uh, he also, you know, a little bit of a dick move by pulling the starter that he had uh, so that he could beat me by whatever it was, two points, without even having to run somebody out on Monday night. But it's neither here nor there. Can't be living in the past. So I published that article not long after. Big trade gets made. So I'm feeling a little bit better. But I do acknowledge that the trade that I made will not help me this week uh, or maybe next week or maybe potentially even the week after. But when I am at full strength, I feel like I might be pretty good again. At the same time, I am a little bit worried about my hair follicles because uh, I, I fear for my life. <laughs> uh, Max, as someone who likes to see you suffer just a little bit, I'm enjoying it. Um but let's just dive right into the game. You already talked about it. You were in a battle with you and Beans, two of the two, two of the four, actually, on two teams going into last week. So both of you looking to get off that first schneid or get off the schneid and looking for that first win. And, um, I mean, it just – what happened What happened here? You got, a, you got some big performances. You got some small performances. 
just looking at the numbers, doing the quick math, it looks like you scored more than the 98 points that you did. Right. But... Yeah, I mean, you look at – so there were really, I want to say, three guys who made it seem like I had a chance. We had Josh Allen, who, I mean, didn't, like, overperform, but he did beat his predictions. Uh, Jamar Chase sucked, so that's a reason I got rid of him. James Robinson almost doubled his projection. And then Damian Pierce finally showed up. So he got 17. James Robinson gave me 19, which I liked. And then, you know, Josh Allen with the 26. But when you look at my bench, not that it would have guaranteed made a difference, but the one guy who's been killing me every week of this season so far is DJ Moore. And he gave me another stinker this week, just two points. And if I had started Adam Thielen over him, that's an additional 13 points that I would have had. Now, would that have been enough if Brendan actually rolled out Zeke? No, it would not. It would not have been enough. But it would have been closer. Um, and, you know, who thought that the Jets defense would have shut down my two most valuable assets in Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase? Um, and they didn't even win. How about that? The two guys that if the Jets were going to lose, Jets and you didn't, and they didn't even win. That's, yeah, that's not, an all-time boning. As a Jet fan, you're always pulling for the Jets, but in the off chance you know the Jets are going to lose, you're like, okay, maybe my fantasy players can at least step it up against them. Not this time. So, yeah, it was an all-time pain Sunday, but that's why I had to get rid of a couple of guys, make some moves, try and spice things up heading into this week. Well, yeah, we'll definitely we'll talk those moves coming up in a bit. Uh, sure. Looking at Beans' team, this team has gone over a complete makeover since uh, since last week. So, by and large, this will all be redundant. But Kirk Cousins, who was gone, he actually just just met his projection, eighteen point three. He was projected eighteen point four. So I guess good for you, Kirk. Yeah, Austin Eckler, who's is he gone? I think I, I there's been so many yeah. moves. I, yeah, Austin Eckler's he, gone. His running back one and running back two are now mine. Yeah. DeAndre Swift is gone. Juju Smith-Schuster, who I always clown on, actually put up a decent game, 11.4. Um, but he was really led to victory by Cordero Patterson's 21 big smack. So uh, I didn't – I watched quite a bit of that game because it was on red zone often, and – Corderell finally, you know, he was like the running back seven or something last year. So that's kind of crazy. He finally showed out this week. I mean, I'm just looking at the numbers. And again, I can't do math all that well quickly in my head. But just looking at it, it looks like you outscored him. Uh, But I guess I'm going to trust that ESPN did not make a math error here. And you actually did lose. So that kind of sucks for you. Uh, Yeah. And looking at your team, I mean, yeah, besides the obvious Adam Thielen play over at DJ Moore, it's not so much that DJ Moore sucks. I think it's just, I think Baker Mayfield is just terrible. He's, well, here's the crazy thing. If you look at DJ Moore, he's gotten almost exactly the same shit every single week. I believe he's gotten, let's see if I have the numbers right. I think it was six targets. And three catches, like, every week. It's just that one week he ended up having – let me see if I can find the game log. Yeah, okay. He's had six targets every single week, exactly six. And he had three catches the first week, 
catches the second week, only one catch this week. The only thing that saved him the second week when I played him was he had a touchdown. Listen, this is even more incredible than I thought. Listen to this. Week one and week two, he had three catches on six targets for 43 yards in back-to-back weeks. Exactly three catches for exactly 43 yards. It's pretty odd. It's simulation, man. We live in one. Well, you know, I, I literally only drafted this guy because I know that he's been the bread and butter of Brent's fantasy championship team. And so I figured, let me steal a little bit of the Brent magic. Not the case this year. Guy cannot play with a quarterback that's a number one. I guess he could technically, because I guess Cam was a number one overall pick. But, you know. All right. Well, good luck this week, man. But, uh, unfortunately, week three was not yours. And as you mentioned, now officially in the basement, 0-3. Tough scene. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk the worst game of the week. This was just boring from start to finish. I got Buffalo Bones and Norse Horse. Mm-hmm. Tommy Bones, my roommate, finally got off the schneid himself. This was the other game between um, two 0-2 teams. And I'm starting to get worried about Chris Blaine here. Yeah, I mean, the team is just struggling at every position. Oh, a minus. I didn't realize it was that bad. A minus six for the Chargers defense against the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. That's that's tough to see. Yeah, that is ugly. It's a 12-point swing. If you look at the projection, it is brutal. Not uh, that that 12 points would have made up for it. No. But um, no. I'm just – a lot of poor performances. Russell Wilson couldn't even crack 10. That was the worst Sunday night football game I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was just horrendous. I think 17 punts or something involved. A safety where the quarterback ran out of the end zone, a la Dan Olavsky. Um, My fucking kicker missed a field goal or an extra point. It was just, it was just bad. The Broncos in no, no, ahead, if, you look, if you look, Chris did leave a win on his bench. Now, he would have had to make some questionable decisions, and he would have had to start Alexander Madison over David Montgomery and roll out the Eagles' defense instead of the Chargers' defense. But if he does those two moves, he wins. Uh, yes, he does. Twenty. That's 23 plus 9. Yeah, yes, he would have. That's At tough. At the same to time. But- to be, to be fair to Chris, though, David Montgomery did go down early in that game with an injury. You can't predict those. No. And, I mean, Jacksonville at home uh, – Chargers at home against Jacksonville or Eagles on the road at Washington. Now, Washington's not a barn burner, but you like to think that they're a lot better than, uh, than Jacksonville. Yeah, you'd hope. But, like I was saying, at the same time, you look at Tommy's team, if he had played Jamal Williams, which also would have been a weird call – that would have just cemented the win. Um, maybe if he played him over Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis has been playing pretty well, so probably not that. Yeah, pretty. he's been uh, – Jamal Williams has been pretty dynamite. And uh, yeah. who who is DeAndre Swift now? You don't trade for him. Yeah, I traded oh, for yeah. him. Based right, so on what is, assumption – That's got to be a little concerning. Is You know, it's a little bit concerning, but my understanding is that their plan now is to have – Swift sit out until week seven and have him return fully healthy as the number one guy again. 
But what what if Jamal Williams keeps this up, though? Just saying, just saying, what if he keeps this up? I will be very upset, um, and I think I think it'll be a problem. Um, I might have to make another trade. I hope not, but I don't know who I'm going to have left to trade. Oh yeah, your your entire team has just been completely overhauled since since that draft. Not even a, was it? A, yeah, it was just about a month ago. Yeah. So. It's been a lot of trading activity. We're going to talk it all. Uh, let's go on. This was a this was a freaking blowout. Wow, there was a lot of shit games this week. This yeah. was an absolute blowout. Um, I got Brent versus Brent. The Brent. What did I say? Brent, Brent versus Brad. Brad. These two teams both came in two and zero, oh, so looking to kind of dominate, cement themselves as the league's top dog, and once again. It's fucking Brent came in out on top. I'm I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Every year, I'm the guy who has to give Brent his first victory or hand Brent his first defeat. I don't know when I play Brent it is, this year, mm-hmm. but I know he's going to go into that game undefeated, and I'll beat him like I always do. But up until then, Brent's just going to just keep running the table here. Uh, and then again, another week, another great performance. Jalen Hurts is a freaking monster, probably MVP of the league right now um, on September 28th. He's and he's also doing it with Jonathan Taylor having two crummy weeks in a row. Like he, Jonathan Taylor is is the running back ten right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's with and that's including two bad weeks. So Saquon's back, fully healthy. CD Lamb, who he got for basically nothing, is had a good week finally. Christian Kirk is, I guess, good. I always thought he was bad, but I guess he's good now. So that's just great for Brent. And Brad's team kind of laid a stinker, only 96 points. Well, also, if you look at Brent's team, aside from Jonathan Taylor and I guess the Saints defense, everyone beat their projection, not just met, beat their projection. I mean, that's just, that's just too good. That's, I mean, how are you going to try to fight that? If you're beating your projection, I think Ed had defense, his kicker and Dallas Goddard beat their projection. Everybody else was under the mark. So that's not really going to do much. Yeah. And it wasn't even like beat their projections by a lot. I mean, only their defense. I a defense and a kick. Like if a defense and a kicker are beating your projections, then that, that's really no. not saying much. You really need no. to hit on your running backs and your wide receivers. Um, it wasn't like his bench did much. I guess besides Devin Singletary was what is his highest scoring running back. But yeah. you can't really play. Yeah, it, the obvious move would have been James Conner, Miles Sanders going into it. So. Um, damn, Mikey Williams had only eight points. Did he score a touchdown in that game? I could have sworn I saw uh, one. Right I don't remember. Yeah, one reception for 15 yards and a touchdown. That's his only catch. That's pretty remarkable. Wow. Look at this, um, though. Look at look at Brent's bench. Chris Olave, 19.2 points, projected for 7.8. Packers defense, 12 points, projected for three. Melvin Gordon, 14 points, projected eight. Alan Lazard, 12.5, projected nine. I mean, I don't know. How do we let him put these teams together? 
is yeah. Uh yeah, fucking Brent. Well, I don't know what it, we we did it again for the third year in a row. We let Brent get all the good players. It doesn't make any sense because it seems like on draft day there's at least, you know, four or five teams that are going to be competitive and then two weeks, three weeks into the season, it's clear that Brent has the best team by far every year. I just don't understand what we're doing. It's all right. That's all right. He's not winning the league because you know who is going to win the league? You? No. Like I'm talking next. Okay. King Marzi. Oh, yes. Mr. No running backs. Mr. Mark Andrews for the second year in a row. Mr. Lamar Jackson for like the fourth year in a row. I have to admit, I, I, I think seeing Ryan's progression from where he was, you know, when we first started this about four or five seasons ago, come along, you know, he slowly got better and better each year. Um, he was what, like one in 11 that first season, freaking terrible. Then he got, you know, middle of the pack where he was like four and 12 or four and six. Finally cracked the postseason year three. Last year was a runner up winning two playoff games and now this year he's got a juggernaut i think the only i i really think his team is freaking unbelievable it starts with lamar jackson contract year so he's showing out literally every week i read a, a cool stat today so lamar jackson is is running back or qb1 if you took out um if you took out all his rushing yards so all the his rushing totals his rushing touchdowns whatever you took all that away from him, he'd still be like QB four or something. Only jo- only Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, who run themselves a lot, or who they themselves run often, wrong right. um, to you know go against it, would be would be higher than him. So it's that's like a Gretzky step. Oh yeah, Wayne. Speaking of Wayne, I'm going to be at the uh, the Rangers preseason game tomorrow. With my Wayne Gretzky jersey, so uh, look out for me in section two twenty of the Madison Square Garden. I'll keep my eyes open. <laughs> uh, I don't even. I think they're playing the the Devils. That sounds right. So my old home versus my new home. Hmm. Uh, anyway, this one. So Jack got a pretty. Jack was in a tough spot here uh, because he had Justin Herbert going with his cracked ribs, who was. Basically questionable the whole whole week, game time decision. And he didn't have a backup until about 3 o'clock on Sunday. He ended up dropping, I forget who, Dalton Schultz maybe, for Jimmy G. That sounds right. And, and then right before, so he had, I think, Jimmy G in. And then right before the game, they announced that, what's his name? Um, Herbert is full go. So right. he makes a switch back to Herbert. And not that he played poor because 12 points with a basically six broken ribs is insane. Yeah. Uh, I'd be out for a month and he played against the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. But he, he kind of, that kind of set the tone for what was going to happen on Sunday. It was not looking pretty for him. Yeah. I mean, and it's wild because two wide receivers kind of go off. Devontae Smith and Amari Cooper both had great days. But the one that you would expect to carry the load, Justin Jefferson, was terrible. I mean, 
He's been bad. He's been real bad. Shut down by Jeff Okuda. He finally, he finally is coming around now. That guy. I guess. No, I, I, I read something interesting. You know, my brother sends me all kinds of lying shit because he's a Lions fan. Sure. And uh, Jeff Okuda has been like the number one fucking corner throughout the first three weeks. So just something to keep in mind if you have a top wide receiver going against the Lions. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I would also keep in mind if you have someone going up against the Jets and Sauce Gardner, who's been pretty good, except when they do that one play on the goal line where he always ends up in the wrong spot and the team. Well, that's mis- that's that's Robert Salah's six miscommunications a, a week. You hear about that fucking yeah, what a yeah. fucking idiot. Uh, so this one, I mean, yeah, there's really not much more to say. Jack kind of got a late surge with, with um. It kind of sucks actually. Now that I look at it, look at it, Jack was the third highest scoring team of the week, but it was a weird week. He pulled. He pulled a. We'll call this pulling a Max Cohan from going going on out, where uh, scored enough to beat most teams, but didn't get the dub. And Stop. then. Finally, is this the last game? Did we talk about the game? We we have not talked about the next one. That's the only one that's left. All right. I didn't even mean to make this one save this one for last, but it's it's me. So uh me versus A B. This one, this was a pivotal game because we were both one and one. We were the only through three weeks. This is crazy. We were the only two one and one teams. Everyone else was either two and oh or oh and two. So this kind of really entrenched us in either the upper tier of the teams or the lower tier of teams so it was pretty important i thought i was dead for the longest time and then fortunately i had a guy i can thank one guy for winning me this week hollywood brown had 21 points didn't even score a touchdown my guy had like 16 receptions fucking every pass every drop back kyler murray was looking only in his direction and he just, he got like literally 11 points. He got like 10 points just in receptions alone. Brought me all the way back. Brady, who was terrible all week, had a garbage time touchdown. Um, and Derrick Henry finally had his first big week of the season, which I am proud to, proud to see. So thank you, Derek. Um, yeah. And Max, you got anything else to add here? I'm just looking at the side-by-side number, so it's kind of interesting. You look at the quarterback position, both quarterbacks have A's. Running back one spot, you know, both running back one, pretty good running back two, both of them were terrible. And you go down to the running back wide receiver spot, both of them below their projections. And you got a little bit screwed because of Hill, but Pittman also wasn't great. And then, I mean, almost every position that you guys have lined up except when you get to the flex spot. And Hollywood Brown was pretty much the difference maker. Um, imagine, like, you know, we'll do this every week if we have to, imagine if some alternate universe existed where you started Khalil Herbert over Aaron Jones, how much of a difference that would have made? I would have made, made a big difference. Right? You'd have to be out of your mind to do that. Again, which is unfortunate because there are these weeks where guys go off and the guy that you're expecting to have a much better week is stuck in your rotation 
And now you're looking at a close game. Not that it matters. You pulled out the win. Thankfully, not that it matters. I am. I will keep in mind because that's something to monitor. David, you mentioned Khalil Herbert, who had it was finally the Khalil Herbert game. I've been riding this guy for two years now, and he had his best game of his young career. And with David Montgomery, I, I he's questionable right now. I think they said today he's likely going to go. But if he doesn't go and Monk and the Bears are basically forced to start Herbert the entire game, I think he might crack the rotation this week for the, probably the first time ever. He'd have to. I mean, look at the I production. Got, yeah, I got uh, J.K. Dobbins as well. Uh, Kenneth Walker. He finally actually did some some stuff this week. So I like my I like where my team's at. I like where my team's at. And uh, my, I'm actually getting tight end production for the first time ever. Even though it's not great, Higby had only eight points, but it's better than the fucking zero I was getting from Cole Komet. So, of course, I mean the Bears, the Bears are just fucking terrible. I can't, I can't watch. Another reason why I'm going to start Killer Herbert because they run the ball 45 times a game because they, they only trust Justin Fields to make like 10 passes. I mean, he's really just not what they thought they were getting. I, it, but to be fair, I mean, look at his team. Look at his wide receiver core. Yeah, he doesn't. Darnell exactly. Mooney, <laughs> and I can't name a single guy at besides that. It's not good. It's not, it's good, not good at all. Below yeah. average line. Uh, David Montgomery's kind of cheeks. It's it's bad. Things are bad for the Bears. But we're not talking Bears. We're talking yeah. fantasy. Um, should we uh, should we jump to this week? We'll move into this week. Uh, first, actually, let's talk. Let's talk at the trades because I think all these will process before the week, uh, before this week's games. So it'll accurately reflect in next week's rosters. Mm-hmm. So we had some some big ones. Now, where do I see oh, recent activity? All right. So let's talk. Let's talk. You and Bones, I, I'm sorry, Bones, you and Beans kind of got this, got the trade train rolling. So let's talk about yours first. Now, give us the semantics. Who went where? Why'd you make the trade? Go. Okay. So I'm sending Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase to Beans Court, and I am getting in return Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, and Jerry Judy. And I think as a result of getting the third player, I'm dropping Traylon Burks. I believe that's the uh, the guy that's getting cut. So what I did is obviously when you have a hurt wide or a hurt running back on your team, you don't want them there. You know, you want somebody who's going to play. And I obviously value him pretty highly. He's a guy that everybody wanted. Everybody was going to target him when he was available. And being hurt, I figured, you know what? He's probably willing to sacrifice on value. I was wrong. He wanted a lot of value for him. So I said, you know, what would it take to get him and to get Eckler. And we just, you know, discussed numbers, things getting thrown back and forth. At first, we were going to do it straight up. I was going to give him Jamar and Mixon for Eckler and Swift. And then I'm, you know, doing the numbers saying, all right, well, Swift's probably not going to play for a couple of weeks. I need somebody that's at least going to be able to fill a spot in the roster until he's back. So I was able to get him to throw in Jerry Judy. Not that he's been 
great, but he'll fill the spot. And, you know, I'm really just looking for a change. Uh, I drafted Joe Mixon, expecting him to be the guy he was last year, and he's not. And the same thing with Jamar. I drafted Jamar thinking that he was going to be what he was last year. And I don't know if it's because Joe Burrow hasn't been playing well or if it's just that he's not playing well, but I wanted them both gone. Now they're gone. Uh, It's going to hurt me at the wide receiver position. And maybe I should have taken a note at Ryan's book and just held on to him. But if I'm looking at my running backs, if they're all healthy, my roster is going to go, Josh Allen, not that he's a running back, but the roster is going to go Josh Allen. Then I'll have Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, and James Robinson. And I'm thinking potentially I'm getting 20 points out of each of them every week. So if I look at all four of those guys, that's 80 points from four guys alone every week. I don't care who's on the rest of my roster. They can guess if they're going to get the ball. I feel comfortable at least coming out with one win if I can get that every week. Well, I don't think anyone's, you know, writing you off as going to go winless here. No one here is pulling the the Browns from a couple years ago. I don't think, at least. But, I mean, I you, I and, you and Chris are the only two still in that boat. Chris is a different story. He might, actually. But, uh, no, I think, you'll, I think you'll finally find a win. Hopefully, you'll find a win. Well, here's the crazy thing. So, before the trade is processed, and it, the numbers won't hold up like this after the trade, but right now, I am projected to beat Ryan. Uh, Barely. That's true. Projected, yeah, it's 131.2 to 128.8. 131. Wow. That's a fucking, that's a high it's one. A, it's a pretty high projection. Dude, now, it will not swinging big dick that. here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even deny it. Well, like I said, it's not going to be that way. Mm-hmm. At the end, because I know that not having Swift in the lineup is going to hurt. But I, look, I got to think like Austin Eckler has been pretty bad at the start of this year. He's got to turn it around. He's got to turn it around, especially if Herbert is hurt and they have to run the ball more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just my thought process. But, yeah, I, I'm losing to Ryan this week. That's a fact. There's no debate about it. Really? All right. Oh, yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first. All right. And then another trade. This one went down today. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure this will process in time, although I'm not quite positive. I don't think either of the guys are Thursday guys. So yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Joe Burrow is. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. So, so that- AB sent his backup quarterback to Chris for Russell. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously, for Russell Wilson and Alexander Madison. Now, from AB's perspective, his top guy, Dalvin, Kirk, uh, Dalvin Cook, is now questionable. And he needed that backup, so it cost him the value of Joe Burrow, who was probably the best backup QB rostered currently. And Chris, I mean, just needed to make a change. He needed to do something here because Russell Wilson is not getting it done. He's got, like, one passing touchdown through week three he's not running the ball anymore and to be honest the broncos just look like a complete fucking mess i don't know if their coach is good i don't know if their players are good you know Cortland sutton's been bad judy's been bad they no longer have no offense so javante williams has been bad 
They're not scoring. Their defense is still pretty good, so they won a lot. So they won a couple of low-scoring games so far. But uh, yeah, so Russell Wilson's now out of town. Chris's new starting QB will be Joey B. Um, I like this move for both teams because Chris really needed to do something to upgrade a QB with the way Russell Wilson has been playing. Now it cost him Alexander Madison, who was just a bench guy. A.B. gets the handcuff that he so desperately desired. Coincidentally, A.B. was trying to flip me, Joe Burrow, but he wanted Deontay Johnson. And oh. I thought about it for a little bit. I would have – I was thinking maybe if A.B. threw in Brian Robinson because I have Gibson. So, again, I also get that handcuff because um, I have because uh, I have Gibson. But – Ultimately, I felt Deontay Johnson was too much of a price to pay because he's really my my wide receiver too right now. And I think once Kenny Pickett goes in, he'll kind of pop off there and establish himself as you know a, a, a reliable twelve to fifteen points a game. And Joe Burrow, although is is good, I don't think he's that much of an improvement over Brady because you know eventually Tom Brady is going to get rolling and score you know two three touchdowns a week he, he, once mike evans is back once godwin's healthy you know the bucks will the bucks will buck and do what they do i agree with you i uh i would be a little bit worried about joe burrow just the way he's playing at the moment but again that's a guy you're expecting is going to bounce back will probably have a game this year where he throws for six touchdowns so probably worth it Yes, it, indeed. Uh, so in, I thought there was a third trade to discuss, but maybe I'm just thinking of the one that uh, you and – not you. Yeah. Trade last week? Me, and, me and Brent. It was Christian Kirk for James Robinson. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I guess I must have just been thinking of that trade from last week. Yeah. We're we already went over the one We already up to four trades because Brent, Brendan and yeah. Brent did one as well. That was also last week. I was actually – yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the big one because of the Trey Lance injury that everyone was up in arms about, even though the trade processed before the injury. Yeah, uh, that was that was interesting. Yeah. So anyway, four trades through three weeks. That's got to be a new record. We're on pace to break an all-time record here. Uh, so let's go on week four. Right? Yeah, this is week yep. four. Week four. All right. Uh, what game? I'll let you. I'll let you start us off, Max. What game do you want to talk first? All right. Let's talk about Chris and Jack. Chris because, and Jack. Because Chris is another winless team that is projected to win this week. Um, well, we've mentioned it before. Jack is the fr- most fraud two and one yes. team there is. It has been mentioned, and I don't know if you've looked, he does have Trevor Lawrence on his bench, expecting that Herbert may not play this week. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot to play here right now. Chris still has Russell Wilson in the quarterback slot. We'll see if he sticks with that. And then he obviously picked up Hunter Foreman, expecting that McCaffrey is not going to play because he didn't practice today. Um I really don't love Chris's team. I mean, looking at his team, it's upsetting from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, it's really just CMC and Keenan Allen when he's healthy. I mean, that's that's his team. Um, 
on paper, Jack definitely has the better team. But yeah, I think Chris is going to be 0-4. I, I know that he's projected to win. I think he's going to lose this week. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's, it's really tough to look at Chris's team. You have Christian McCaffrey, who is playing like on two broken legs pretty much every time. Javante Williams, as I mentioned, has been terrible. Jeff Wilson is a career backup running back. Now he's the starter for the Niners, but they've also looked like a mess on offense so far. Um, Keenan Allen is never healthy. Drake London's a good rookie, but is a rookie, so you don't you can't really rely on him too much. Boomer Buzz kind of guy. Zach Gertz is just old. DK yep. Metcalf is on a bad team with a bad quarterback. And, you know, looking at his bench, ETN's been bad. Montgomery's been bad. Madison's gone. I There's really no nowhere to go unless he's he's got to swing. I think he's got to do. I And uh, I think he's got to trade McCaffrey. He's got to do like a three-for-one or inject some, some juice. But the issue is, Who's going to want to trade three guys? Yes, McCaffrey is the best player in fantasy when healthy, but he hasn't been healthy for three years now. So what, what team is going to be willing to risk it all just to add McCaffrey and you know trade three guys? But really, right. I think that's kind of where Chris has to go here. Yeah, you have to Matt, wait until uh, he gets a clean bill of health and then hope that somebody's willing to risk it. Not until then, though. Yeah. Uh, Jack's team is... Oh, looks pretty bad as well. I'm not going to lie. Kind I mean, of resorted. It's a fraud squad. I, already already resorted to uh, his wide receivers are uh, his saving grace. Now, Jefferson should be better. Devontae Smith had a big week. He'll look to do it twice in a row. Cooper's looked pretty good so far with the Browns. I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in football there is. You don't really think of him in that that tier of like, you know, but I think he's on par with like the Michael Evans, the CD lambs, but he doesn't really get remembered with them. Now, obviously Herbert's going to be questionable again, although if he played on Sunday, I can't see how he doesn't play a week later, you know? Yeah. Um, I hate Jack's running backs. I hate Brees Hall. He's a backup. Michael Carter's the starter there. Leonard Fournette is just fuck double for the Marlins. Yeah, no run scored though. Ah, fuck. Um, sorry, got uh, got distracted here. Don't worry, I was distracted too. Yeah. Um, this fucking guy Brian De La Cruz. Oh shit, where was I? Yeah, Jack's team is a little better, but not much. So for that reason, I'm going to take Jack winning this week. Yeah, he's definitely going to take this one. I think it's going to be projected to be close. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Jack's going to win by 15 points. 15. That's a big one. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk Brad do, and A.B. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Let's do that one. Oh, my God. A.B.'s got a low projection. Well, it starts with. Two question his top two running backs being questionable, Dalvin and Alvin Kamara. Now I think both are expected to play. I heard Dalvin also, is yeah. 
but as we mentioned before, he's got the handcuff anyway, so not that that matters. Um, Alvin, Alvin played. Yeah, he did play last week, so mm-hmm. he should be fine. Oh, that game's in London. That's fun. Uh, I hate Patrick Mahomes against Tampa. They have a great defense. They pretty much shut down every top QB they play. Remember that fucking Super Bowl? So that's also going to be that's going to be a fun little uh, rematch there. Uh, Scary Terry, Michael Pittman, Rashad Bateman. Oh, Avi's doing the two tight ends for the second week in a row. That's Drop my bouncy ball. I mean, if you look, he doesn't really have anybody that's worth starting over. I mean, he could go with Ramondre Stevenson, but it's, it could go either way. Um, yeah, I think I think Brad wins this one. As long as the three question marks, four question marks he has play. Because he needs James Conner, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, and Jalen Waddle if he wants to win. If those guys, I would say if even two of those guys are hurt, he's in trouble. Um, uh, I mean, maybe not. He does have Mike Williams on the bench. This but, is tough, man. This is tough to give a prediction. I'm going to go Brad as well, just because of the question. But Brad's got some question marks too. Sanders and James Conner. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Brad because he's got the more established um, wide receivers, like reliable, you know, Cooper cup is going to have a monster game. You know, Devonte Adams is going to be, uh, he's going against Denver, but I, I, I trust Devonte Adams there. Um, I trust Dallas Goddard over his tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Jalen Waddle's been crazy good so far. So Brad's just got a very good receiving core. He's kind of do he's he's Ryan Light in that he's got a couple more established running backs than Ryan does, but he's really just loaded up on pass catchers. Uh, fucking sack fly for Miami here. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brad as well. We're both on Brad. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Um, next game. You want to do let's beans and do you? beans and me? You want to do beans and me? Yeah, let's do I'll it. talk. I'll talk a little beans and me. So I'm projected oh. to win 120 to 102. That is a crazy low projection for Remember beans. Though, I that's assume, it's giving Swift probably zero points. I assume that's yeah. I assume that's got to be the case. So he in reality will have Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase in right. Now yeah, they're going so wait. More- Will that process by tomorrow? Because that's a, that's tomorrow. Yeah, we made the trade early in the day on Tuesday. Yeah, forty eight forty eight hours, right? Yeah. So beans has until uh, beans has until kickoff tomorrow to put them in. I assume they go right into his slot. Actually, I would imagine what you're seeing is Mixon takes RB one, Zeke goes to RB two, and then you have. Jamar the running back wide receiver. Yeah. 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 That's my guess. I don't know what their projections are, and I don't know how that impacts 
I don't know how the projections are, but I don't think it's going to matter because I'm going to pick myself to win again. Uh, Tom Brady's going to have his big final. He's finally going to show out. He's got Mikey Evans coming back. He's got Chris Godwin getting healthy. Uh, I don't love Derrick Henry. I don't love my running back matchup, so I just realized Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones against Indy and New England, respectively. Right. Um, Deontay Johnson against the Jets. I got Tyreek Hill. I'm gonna need Ty. I'm gonna need Tyreek Hill to have a fucking monster game this week. I You're can tell you that. You're gonna need him to do what he did against me. Oh yeah, and drop like sixty points. Yeah. Uh, looking at Brendan's team. I mean, if he, I'll tell you right now, if he has to start Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm going to win this game by a lot. Well, he, he is going to have to start Juju Smith-Schuster. He's, he's going got, to have to. He's, he doesn't have a choice. Uh, he could do... Joshua Palmer has been decent. Darnell yeah, Moody. It's a risky play. It is a risky play. Uh, he could do Romeo Dobbs this week's big waiver will pick up. I wouldn't. No. I think you're going to win, but I see a possibility that he comes away with a win here. I do see it. Give 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 odds. Give odds here. 60-40, I win. I, I would say 60-40, nah, yeah. It, it's going to be 60-40 for you, but there's definitely a chance – if you look, even the chance to win percentage is 57 for you and 43 for him. That's before the trade. I'm still going to give you 60 to 40 odds. I think you win this one. I don't think you can win with Jared Goff as your starting quarterback. I mean, he's not bad this year, but I don't see that being somebody who's going to beat you this week. I think he falls to one and three. Tough scene, tough scene for Beans Core. So we're we're at consensus right now. We've so been, far, we've been we've been on the same wavelength for all three games. Uh, I'm I'm gonna save you and Ryan for the Holy last. No, so. dude, look at look at the next game. Brent and Thomas, Brent is projected for 140 points. Holy fuck, I've never seen something that high. That's Holy unbelievable. Shit. How the fuck did he get 140? That's insane. I mean, he started, he started Taylor and Saquon. Now, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Saquon seems to be the beast that he was a couple years ago. I'm so fucking pissed off that he got Jalen Hurts because I really wanted Jalen Hurts, and I was going to take him like two picks after he drafted him with my next pick. But he's been playing. I think he's got to be QB one or two right now. He's, oh, he's QB three. But he's been putting up monster games every week. Uh, is wide receiver. Uh, I guess he's got CD. I think CD's a little overrated. He finally had his first good game of the season last week, but even that was like 18 points. Yeah. I mean, with Cooper Rush, how reliable could he be? He's a wide receiver 28 right now. It's crazy, but, though. If you look at his team, there's only two guys that are projected to score under 11 points. It's his defense and kicker. Aylin's projected yeah. for 23.7. Jonathan Taylor, 19.9. Saquon, 17.8. It's insane. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's fucking crazy. And I think he's really banking on Chris Godwin and Michael Gallup coming back and being good because then he could get out Olave and probably Sutton and go with that. Yeah, that would make the most sense. I would say God, Godwin for sure. Oof, God. So his at full strength, his team could be Jalen, Taylor, Saquon, Godwin, CD, and Gallup with Lazard and Rashad Penny. Oof. Why, why does Brent have two kickers? I just realized he's got Graham Gano on the bench. Yeah, I don't understand why. That doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me. It whatever. Um, let's see. Buffalo Bones. Now, Tommy's make Tommy's make a break guy is Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray has a has a big week, then Tommy has a big week. If he has a bad week, then well, I mean, that's kind of redundant to say. If your QB stinks, you're gonna struggle to win. But I feel like Tommy himself is pretty much more reliant on Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray sucks. I think the Cardinals suck. Yeah, I, do I think Thomas sucks then, I guess? No, Thomas doesn't suck. He just has some people that are on teams that suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, Tebow has been terrible so far this year. As mentioned before, the Niners have been terrible. But Tebow was wide receiver 28. He was wide receiver, what, three last year? Something like that. Uh, Najee, I surprisingly struggled a lot. With Pittsburgh so far. Um, I mean, like I said, I already gave my prediction earlier this game on this game. <clears throat> I said I'm going to be the first to beat Brent. So whatever week that is. So until then, I have to keep picking Brent. And 140 is a crazy high projection, probably the highest in the history of the league. Now, I doubt he reaches 140. But he's, he, you know, he's. His team, even even if they fall short of projection, will still get 130, which should yeah, be enough. He's not on scoring 140 points. I don't care what anybody says, but he's still going to win. Uh, and there's really nothing Tommy Bowens could do about it. He's not going with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, even though he's running out. He's going with Jamal Williams, which is interesting. As mentioned, though, DeAndre Swift. I we believe is going to be out for the next couple of games, yeah. so that makes Jamal Williams an obvious play there. Um, T. Higgins, his brain is like mush now; he's had so many concussions. But whatever, these guys, uh, guys fighting the fair one. I think he's going to put up a fight, but I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, would would. How many? How many? How many points? Give me a range. I'm giving Tommy Bones 15 points under what Brent scores. So he's so probably going to put I'm up 115. Go, yeah, I'll go. I'll go 130 to 115. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fair. Sounds right. And then finally, this is a big one. Three and zero, zero and three. Someone's streak is ending tonight or this weekend. I'm gonna it's not go. Gonna be, it's not gonna be me. Ryan's winning. What, 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 Max, you're the only one in the history of this this podcast. You've done it multiple times to pick against you or pick yeah. against yourself. 
it's it's what has to be done. It's, it's just the fact of the matter. I am going to lose, and I just know it. Uh, there's no point in trying to convince myself otherwise. I'm going to lose this week. It's a fact. I will be 0-4. And it's going to be a sad, sad Tuesday when I wake up and I see the final score. But it's just a fact. I'm going to lose. Unless every single player on Ryan's team gets some type of debilitating gonorrhea or something, I'm going to lose this week. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough week. Yeah, well – we're also going to do something unprecedented. We're going to agree on all five games because I don't see one in this week either. No. Ryan's team is just a powerhouse. Lamar, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans back from suspension. Um, even his running backs, if we clowned on him for avoiding running backs, but they haven't been terrible. The three he's no. got, Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, and A.J. Dillon. Uh, he's got the best kicker, Justin Tucker. I mean, he's just got an all-around great team, just all around. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. Um, he's just going to win. He's going to beat me. It'll be a sad day in hell. But I mean, I feel like we could just fast forward until the week uh, – what, what, what would that be? Week 17 would be the championship and just, just play Ryan versus Brent right now. Just have them play, have them duke it out every game for the rest of the regular season, kind of in like a 12-man, like a 12-game series, uh, you know, winner take all. Yeah, I mean, we're all playing for third place at this point. No, no, no. Nobody's playing for third place. We're playing for last place. <laughs> or to avoid it. To avoid it. We also, uh, while we're on the topic, we do need to decide on a punishment. I don't yes. Think we've officially... no, I'm going to. I'm going to repost the poll. Everyone's voting. Um, and then, yeah. But I mean, we're between we're between the wax and the uh, the WNBA. But we got to yeah. break this tie. Yes. So let, remind me once we log off here. I'll I'll take care of it. Okay, I can do that. Um, fuck. We went through all the games. We didn't even yeah. hit an hour. Wow. Look at us. Just efficient. Straight up efficiency. Efficient. Well, to be fair, we had four guys on last week instead of this week. This week yeah. we only had two, so less talking points. But um, unless you got anything else, man. Uh, Let me just I look wanna... at something really quick because there is probably something that I can bring up if I can get the numbers in front of me. Um so, okay, this week I'm playing Ryan. As I said, it's a loss for me. The week after that, I played Jack. As we've all discussed, I believe Jack to be a fraud. And so that'll be my first win, week five. I will win week five. After week five, play AB. I believe I can beat AB, and that'll be my second win. And then after that, I play Brad. That'll be my fifth loss. Um, I'll be two and five. And then I play Bones. So I'll be two and six, and then you I get, play, you're going. You're giving yourself a loss to Bones. You think I'll lose to Bones? Yeah. This might Jeez. be like this might be like a four-win season. And by then you'll have by then you'll have the aforementioned Josh Allen, Swift, Eckler, um, and who who is your top running back or oh, wide receiver? 
Well, my top wide receiver was Jamar, but he's been sent away. It'll still be Amon Ra St. Brown. Oh, yeah, that's true. Amon Ra. Oh, no, you're the running back, James Robinson. That was it. That's who we were saying before. Right. So three good running backs, one good wide receiver. And then obviously Josh Allen. So tough scenes, tough scenes. Yeah. Um, I'll be the best. I think you'll, I think you'll be with, so you'll be two and six, you said, after week eight. I believe I say so. You go, I say you'll be four and four. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, higher. I think, you, I think you, if you got the tough, you got the bad beats out of your way. I think you're due for a, you know, a, a bad win, but bad wins are better than ugly losses, as they say. But as um, somebody just put in the group, the schedule repeats itself after week nine. So I have to go back through that gauntlet. Well, blame the blame the computer algorithm. What do you want me to say? I don't, uh, I don't know. With that, I think we should uh, leave with a moment of silence for our Metsies in memori- in memoriam of just collapsing again for the fucking third time in our lifetime to the fucking nationals are again although the braves will lose no no the braves the braves are still losing to the nationals as of maybe there's some hope but uh yeah we can at least moment of silence to for to that 10 game lead that they had at the end at the beginning of june a moment moment of silence to the division crown which we had in our grasp twice so uh Thank you, Mets, for for letting us down again. Um, it's a sad day. It's a bad day, as Jer- Jersey Jerry would say. That's exactly so, how he'd say it. All right. So here's 10 seconds of silence, and then we're going to peace out. Have a good night, everyone.